Is it time to change our expectations? What up, Dub Nation, to another episode of a Catch and Dubs podcast. We're your host, I'm Ethan, and I am joined by my duo, my splash bro, and my co-host, Zach. I mean, Zach, I mean, three, you know, it's a great start. Great start. Wonderful start. But, you know, it's just, should we change our expectations this year? So how are you feeling, my guy? Um, It's much improved, and it's such a better start than last year, obviously, where the Warriors lost to the Nets and the Bucks by a combined point total of over 40 points and two blowouts. It was like 66. It was 66. 66. There we go. We got the exact stat here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I seriously, I, I enjoy watching this team. I seriously think they're going to be a lot of fun. Um, I have, I'm they're, having fun with this team. They're, they're, they're giving me a lot of hope. And I think there's, I may start to raise my expectations a little bit. They may start going up to the top three team in the West with how the Lakers have looked through the first three games, but it's still early. Um, agreed. Agreed. And these first three games against two teams like the Lakers so LA and the Clippers, houses. two playoff teams, two teams with all-star caliber players and you get two w's out of it and in one of the, and well both of those games steph went off but in that king's game he didn't score a point in the fourth quarter we'll get to that but i just think if we can compare we compare last year to this year if steph, it's night and day bro it's not steph did not score a point in the fourth quarter in 2020 2021 the warriors chalk. probably lost by 10 points if he's this year, it's a whole another story. The second unit put the team on their back. They extended the lead. Steph came into the game with a nice lead, and then they closed it out. Yeah, it's just it, it, it was it was, it was it was against the Kings, but the Kings are a much improved team, and they're now and the Warriors now have the Warriors have now improved to three and zero, and now they're giving me so much optimism. But I know. Do you think it reminds next. you of like strength and numbers vibes or no? Well, I think I think it gives me a lot of strength in numbers vibes with how you have guys on the bench, at least eight guys on the no eight guys on the bench maybe. Yeah, we give you quality minutes. You got GP two, Jordan Poole. Well, when Jordan Poole goes off, comes off the bench, JTA, Otto Porter, Belly, Yeah. Um, Did we say Damian Lee already? Damian Lee. There's like six to seven guys who can come off the bench, give you quality minutes, and, and give you points, make buckets. And Steph can co- come off the floor at the end of the first quarter with a lead, and then he comes back on the floor in the second quarter, and the Warriors still have the lead, which wasn't happening in 2020 2021 season. The Warriors are Lock extremely improved, and based on our season predictions, I seriously think this away. team we could can be, blown be away. dangerous. Yeah. And they've shown me through the first three games that beating quality teams like the Lakers and the Clippers. I know you're dumbfounded. Man, I'm at a loss for words. I know you're dumbfounded. I'm, I'm watching you right now. Like, even I couldn't believe it because I thought going into the Lakers and Clippers game, like, you know, 
I wasn't sure, especially with how the Lakers, especially they got with Russell Westbrook. But after that Lakers performance, man, like I'm very optimistic. And we'll get into this Lakers game right now. As Steph said, these three wins were won three different ways. You had one game where it was the bench unit, one game where it was basically Steph, and the third game was basically a two-way performance where the offense was spectacular and the defense was better towards the end of the game. But I want to talk about the Lakers game first. And coming into this game, I really wasn't sure what to expect, especially since this is a new team, a new bench unit. But when Steph kind of struggled a little bit, I got kind of nervous, especially since um, the bench unit hadn't shown themselves yet. But Zach, I mean, I was surprised with how the bench unit basically took over this game with Jordan Poole, Bielitska, and Iggy, like, man, like, it's night and day. As I said, last year, it's a blowout already before halftime. I mean, Namian Bielitska, for bringing him in on the veteran minimum contract and the way he finds the open man so easily, the way he drive takes it to the hoop, the way he shoots, it, 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 he does everything right. For the second unit, that probably didn't make any sense, but <laughs> Nemean Bielitska for, for the veteran minimum, I think is a steal. Same with Otto Porter. They, they're, all these guys are giving war- the Warriors quality minutes off the bench, um, and the ball movement has been terrific. I, the spacing is a whole lot better compared to last year where we had Kelly Oubre on the team. Michael Mulder, all of those guys who really didn't make the spacing very good, but um, but I think out of all three of these games, there's been probably one weakness, which is the Warriors' rebounding. lack of size, yeah. and re- which is the cause to the lack of rebounding. Um, obviously, James Wiseman's out, so that's probably that is a minus. Um, but I I think that will be a problem for the Warriors. I think we'll seen, be seeing a lot of Draymond at the five, which I think was beneficial for the Warriors down the stretch last year. Um, and speaking of Draymond, it's, is it 2016 Draymond now? Uh, uh, 2016, 2016 Draymond's <laughs> back. He's a lot more aggressive. He, he had you actually wants to shoot back to back double digit points totals, uh, against the Clippers and the Kings at 14 last night against the Kings. This is, we did not see this Draymond at all last year. And I think we, desperately needed it because we need another person who can will, keep the defense honest yes who will keep the defense honest and just shoot the ball doesn't matter clay's not back i mean andrew wiggins can get you buckets at certain times same with jordan Poole. but with you play with a guy who does not shoot first you're basically playing four on five and now that draymond is shooting the ball and being aggressive back to five on five basketball yeah especially with um with the Steph Draymond pick and rolls you you can see the difference now when Steph get dub- gets doubled and uh, dumps it off to Draymond it just becomes a four on three and when Draymond now becomes a threat to score it opens up so many possibilities where Draymond can either go up with a floater he can kick it out to the corner to either Wiggins or Poole or he can drop it off to Looney and I guess that's what is the biggest difference now. And um, especially with the Lakers game, we saw Steph got doubled every time. Um, 
And there was this one play that I, you know, I really loved. It was um, two minutes left in the fourth quarter. It was 112-103. Zach, I think you remember this play. Um, uh, it was basically a missed three that led to an offensive rebound. Um, Draymond kicked it to Bielitska. Bielitska penetrated and it kind of did a double clutch to Wiggins on the right wing three and splash. And I'm like, yo, we didn't see this at all last season. And I'm like, I'm so excited, man. It's just a wonderful basketball, wonderful ball movement. And the assist numbers, you got 30, I think that game. So ball movements back and they were able to match the rebounding, especially with the big Lakers. So well, I, I think, win. yeah, I think, I think a big takeaway from that Lakers game is that both AD and LeBron had more than 30 points. Oh yeah. yeah. And if you were going to put it back into 2019, 2020, those two years, Warriors probably would have lost by at least 20. Yeah. They would lose by that. Steph had an off night. He had 21 points and 10 he rebounds. Shot really or... bad. He had a triple double though. Yeah, even it was, it said... was, it was a staple Steph performance. Didn't shoot yeah. the ball well at all. But when you have guys like Otto Porter Jr., Neiman Bielitska, Jordan Poole, Damian Lee, JTA, who bring you quality minutes off the bench and pick up your pick star. Pick up the slack, basically. All of those bench points contribute to the Warriors winning a basketball game. When you out to, when your bench outscores the, oppos- the opponent's bench, you're in a good position to win the game. So, Yeah, I mean, that like what I saw... I think there was a stat that said how when AD and LeBron both scored 30, they were undefeated. And when they won, I was like, wow, that's very surprising. So as I said, great first win, great momentum carrier into our second game. It was against the Clippers. I mean, I mean, basic storyline of this game was just Steph. I mean, we kind of had a feeling. I kind of had a feeling we'd kind of go off, especially in that first quarter. I had 25 in the first quarter. Um, so, I mean, it was just a back and forth game, I think, but the biggest problem was turnovers. They had 21 turnovers, but I do want to ask Zach, do you think the high turnovers could just be due to the increased ball movement or just, should we expect high turnovers the rest of the season? I think it's the increased ball movement. Cause when you see, I think the Warriors, I think it just depends on the night. The Warriors were just sloppy last, or on Thursday night. They were night. really sloppy. Well, you can compare that to the Kings game, and they only had five. Um, I think th- multiple things could have contributed to it, butterflies before the home opener, et cetera. Um, but it was just ultimately an unreal performance from number 30, who had 25 points in the first quarter. Unreal. Um I think my main takeaway from that game was how good the Clippers are without Kawhi Leonard. Dude, I'm impressed by them. I'm incredibly impressed by Paul George. He's such an underrated player. And Ty Lue, too. I get, Ty Lue. I, I get the pandemic P, all of those joked of nicknames. That's actually Kristaps Porzingis now, not going to lie. But it's just he's such a good player. He, yeah. There's multiple times where... Andrew Wiggins did everything he could defensively, guarded him perfectly, and pan- oh, I was about to say pandemic. <laughs> he Cuba. almost said it. <laughs> Paul George. <laughs> Paul, Paul, Paul George knocked the three right down in his face. Um, you just got to tip the cap to that. He yeah. was really good. But ultimately, the Warriors kept fighting the game. Damian Lee impressed me a lot during that game. He had ten points. 
made two big threes down the stretch. Oh um, yeah. They were they were down eight and they had a nine oh run with Steph off the floor. Yeah. So that was a really See, the big at the beginning of that fourth quarter, the second unit really showed its colors. They went on a nine oh run and they locked up key players like Terrence Mann on the Clippers and Steph comes back on the floor and it's dagger time and Warriors eventually win. Um but the second unit on this Warriors team this year has just so good, so lovely. We would have watch. lost these games in the fourth quarter, not going to lie. Yes, if we had the second unit of the 2020-21 season. Yeah, yeah. it, it would have been over. It would have been over before we started the fourth. Like It would have been had to have been like a 15-point lead after the third quarter, or else it's not going to happen. So, I mean, now to the Kings. Um, it was a great win. Because it was back and forth, Zach. So, I mean, the Kings shot it well um, in the first first half. And then I guess the Warriors kind of locked it up defensively. All I kind of got away from it was um, how it was just a great two-way performance. You got great defense and great offense. And how the second unit basically took over in the fourth quarter. As you said, you mentioned earlier how Steph only had 27 and a third. And he didn't score at all in the fourth. So, I guess that puts into perspective how second unit's going to win us games this season. One step is um, what is off tonight. So, I mean, um, I had fun watching that game. I know you had fun watching at Golden One Center. So, how did that you feel? Kind of, I know. How did you have, how do you feel seeing Steph in person? Uh, I mean, it's the third or four. I mean, the fourth time I've seen him in person now I think three or four times I think one of the times was during the 2019-2020 year where the Warriors just put on the tank brakes or the tank train uh, after Steph hurt his wrist the third game of the year so he was Mm. out but I got to see uh, Jordan Poole for the first time live I mean the Kings destroyed the Warriors that game but um, that was the yeah it was the third time but he's just unreal there's just some plays that he makes that makes you shake your head he's just unguardable at times Davion Mitchell really impressed me I know I was high on him coming into the draft I think he really could have been a possibility for the Warriors to draft at seven but Davion Mitchell's a very good defender even as a rookie and Steph made him look lost well he 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 made it it was Davion Mitchell did great well he did fine on Steph but it's just the thing with Steph is you can't lose sight of him even for a split second because exactly. if, you, if you look away for just a split second, he's gone. Um, there was a play, I think, uh, Damon Mitchell was guarding he, him. He, and he moved he just basically, Yeah, he yeah. just moved for Draymond, Draymond Green, dribble handoff. He shot it, and it was like, dude, like this guy is just another level. So, again, it's just um, great win on both ends. Um, but main takeaway, Zach, um, do you got any? Main takeaway from that game is that I love Gary Payton second. Um, oh, agreed. Agreed. I know two episodes ago, I was all about Avery Bradley and saying that it was his job to lose. And now, I'm in, now I look like an idiot. Um, but <laughs> It's good to be proven wrong, though. GP2, he really showed last night why he won that 15th roster spot. Um, he, he, he was excellent defensively. He forced at least, I from my eyes, probably two to three turnovers last night. That lob that he 
that Steph put up to him. I'm su- I'm not surprised that he has those kind of hops because he did that in the summer league. But yeah, you got hops, bro. Um, like my mom said last night when watching the game, the Warriors are an extremely talented ball movement team. Move the ball. That was all their around. identity. That's their identity. Um, because eventually when you move the ball around, you can find an open guy. Courtesy of Steve Kerr's triangle offense. Um, but <laughs> I know you take away way, way back then. Main takeaway from last night is Steph scoring zero points in the fourth quarter and the Warriors still winning the game. That's mind blowing, not gonna lie. Like, even saying that makes me surprised. Steph I mean, scoring it, zero and still winning just it's just it, it, it's just so mind blowing from last year where we were so used to where there were so many games where they had the lead was going, dependent on Steph. They had to go they had the lead going into the fourth quarter and the second and they lost it and they lost the game. There's so many games like that. Um but it's just an entirely different story this year. And I think that's what makes this team so much fun to watch through three games. Um and I'm looking forward to it. But yeah. to finish the episode, we had the NBA 75 list oh. <laughs> released. Congrats to Steph. He made it, obviously. Um, but KD made it, former Warrior. Congrats to KD. He shouldn't have left Golden State, but that's his, it, uh, it, it his is decision. It is. It is um, but Steph's fellow Splash Bros, Clay Thompson, left off the list. Draymond Green. Left off the list. All right. I'm going to give my take that I'm going to give, and then I'm going to pass the torch to Ethan. So go ahead. we had Anthony Davis and we had Damian Lillard make the list. Got their accomplishments right up here. Anthony Davis, he's an NBA champion. That checks out. Eight-time All-Star, NBA All-Star Game MVP in 2017. Four-time All-NBA First Team. Two-time All-NBA Defensive First Team two-time All-NBA defensive second team, three-time NBA blocks leader, and NBA rookie team, and he's got a lot more accomplishments. This is what makes me angry. Let's go to Clay Thompson's stats real quick. Three-time champ, five-time All-Star, All-Star, uh, All-Star appearances. It's not on the stat sheet, but he's a top-five shooter of all time in, in the league, along with Ray Allen, Steph Curry, Reggie Miller. All rookie first team, all NBA third team, all NBA third team, all defensive second team. They're not as flashy stats as Anthony Davis, but if we're going off championships, he's got three of them, and he's a top five shooter of all time. He should be in 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 on the list over Anthony Davis. And I like Damian Lillard a lot, but Clay Thompson should be in over him as well. As we pull up Damian Lillard's record. Uh, um, uh, resume, six-time All-Star game, then a bunch of NBA teams. Man, the, N- the NBA first team, second team, third team, I-, I-, I don't see the point in that. Why does that matter? Championships matter. And then we got Draymond. Draymond's a three-time champ. The man has won Defensive Player of the Year. He's a steals leader. And then he's got a ton of all-defensive first teams, bro. He's got like five of them. 
And he was put in, he and Anthony Davis and Damian Lillard were put in over those two, as well as Dwight Howard. You want to read Dwight Howard's resume? Man, he, he's probably single-handedly carried the Orlando Magic to the 2009 NBA Finals with guys like Hedo Turk Glue. Uh, who else was on that team? Uh, Matt Barnes on that team. Matt Barnes was on that team. Um, what's that guy's name? Number 14. Um, oh, Jameer Nelson. Jameer Nelson. That's my dad. I used to play with that guy in 2K. But just the end of the story is if we're going off championships for this NBA 75 list, I don't understand how you don't put Clay Thompson, Draymond Green in on that list. Steph Curry needed Clay Thompson and Draymond Green to win the 2015 championship and to go 73 and nine and to make it all the way to the NBA finals in 2016, as well as winning the 2017 and 2018 championship. KD helped. Yes. He won both the finals MVPs, but Clay and Draymond were key contributors to all three of those championships. And we have guys like Anthony Davis and Damian Lillard over them in Man, I'm I'm just. I know you're so, heated, bro. You're heated. I'm heated. I can't even <laughs> say my words. Uh, Anthony Davis and Damian Lillard, to conclude, are great basketball players. I just think that Clay Thompson and Draymond Green and guys like Dwight Howard, Grant Hill, Vince Carter, those kind of guys, those kind of players, Tracy were more McGrady. deserving over D- D- <laughs> Anthony Davis and Damian Lillard. All right, I'll pass the torch. I'll pass the torch. <laughs> I mean. When it comes to accomplishments, I definitely agree with you. Like, um, Clay and Draymond have more accomplishments than Anthony Davis and Damian, Damian Lillard. Same with Dwight. I mean, I guess people just kind of forgot this dude was a, was a problem in his prime. I mean, the Orlando Magic were just something else. They beat, I don't know what their season was like, but they just lost to the Lakers who were just better than them. Um, it's just – Mind-boggling to me just how the NBA just wants to put Damian Lillard in there. But there was a thing I saw where Kyrie Irving was supposed to be in the NBA 75. But since with the whole vaccine controversy, I guess they kind of put him out at that NBA 75. I don't know if I'm right about that. but Well, I, even, even, even though he has one championship, still don't think he's deserving of it, honestly. Really? It's I don't. Just- I feel like, yeah, I, I mean, we're obviously we're biased, but like that, the vaccine controversy aside, I, I don't understand why he's not getting vaccinated, but I'm not going to bring politics onto the podcast. Oh, no, I was um, talking about bias of like Clay and Draymond. I just the... don't think Kyrie Irving really deserves to be on the list anyways, even without the vaccine controversy. Yeah, there's just yeah. so many guys that were left off the list that serious had serious resumes to make the list and and a couple of guys on the list who are questionable. I mean, they still kept the top 50 the from 25 years ago, though. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I do think Anthony Davis, there's probably some recency bias with that pick because Agreed. he, was, he was on that. He was on that 2020 championship team with probably up for debate, the best player of all time in LeBron James. Um, not going to go into the GOAT debate because I've been into that debate at least three times on this podcast. So yeah, <laughs> um, everyone knows my opinion. But I do think there's been some recency bias with Damian Lillard and Anthony Davis. I think with Clay being out two years now, 
People forgot, man. People Pe- forgot. People have people have seriously forgot that about how people good, forgot uh, how good Clay Thompson was, and with how Draymond has not been at his peak, peak level. I think people forgot that we haven't seen 2016 Draymond since 2017. A player no, like I that. would say I would say we haven't seen 2016 Draymond and like. Like the last time we saw was like that Portland series in 2019. That was like yeah, the last time we saw him. Um, but you're right. It's recency bias. People forgot that Clay Thompson scored 37 and a quarter. The man shot 60. He scored 60 on 11 dribbles. And he holds the, the three-point record made at 14. I'm like, what else does Clay Thompson have to do? He's one of the best yeah. three and D guys. People in forgot history, about people forgot about game six clay, man. The guy yeah. had 30 points before he went down and tore his ACL in game six of the NBA finals. Let's go back to 2016 in game six against Oklahoma City. The guy put on a master class performance. Like 40? I think he had 40, right? Yeah, he's he's Steph Curry's splash bro, and you leave him off the NBA 75 list. It's just it's mind-boggling to me. I think all 75 pl- those players are deserving of it but i think there are some names that were left off it that deserved more consideration to be on the list yeah um yeah it's just a lot of bias i mean i can't really name accomplishments damian lillard has aside from like all nba teams maybe that bubble the bunch bubble of, mvp i don't know yeah, bunch of all nba teams all rookie teams he won rookie of the year six six all-star games but i think it's a lot of recency bias with how he, he played in the bubble. He basically have, has carried the Blazers the last two years. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of recency bias. Um, it's just disappointing. I feel like they should have taken into account everything. I mean, Draymond with his accomplishments, I mean, he's got a defensive player of the year. Um, he's the heart and soul of that Warriors team. Like they wouldn't, like you said, you wouldn't, they wouldn't have been that, they wouldn't have won that championship. They wouldn't have been 73 and nine. It's just, a lot of factors and these guys who were basically made names for themselves in NBA history gets no recognition. So it's just, it is what it is, but this gives motivation to them. This gives motivation to Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and I cannot wait to see them how to prove everyone wrong. I mean, seeing Clay, Steph, and Draymond back on the floor later this year, it's going to be, I mean, it, it's going to be so beautiful to see. Joey Lightyear's $200 for nosebleeds. Clay's, re- Clay's game when he returns in, at home in early 2022. Joe Lacob's just going to tick those ticket prices up. Um, But, I mean, when they release those, the date when he's returning, those tickets are going to be out quick. Um, But... Do you think it's going to be national, like ESPN coverage or like TNT? Do you think they're flexing? They got to flex it, right? I don't know. I mean, it would be cool to have the local broadcast on it, though. That's true. That's true. Um, but that will conclude episode number 54 of the Catching Dubs podcast. Uh, make sure you check us out on Instagram at Catching Dubs Pod and on Twitter at Dubs Pod. Um, stay tuned for all updates. And we'll catch you in the next one. Make sure to tune in tomorrow or tonight because this is getting released on Tuesday where the Warriors play the Thunder in Oklahoma City. And then. I expect the W for that game.
rest of the league schedule. We have the Warriors on Thursday night, I believe. Warriors on Thursday night against the Grizzlies at home at Chase Center to start the eight-game eight homestand and then back at Chase Center at, on Saturday night back against the Oklahoma City Thunder. So those are the three games happening this week. So make sure you stay tuned for those. We'll catch Instant you in the next thoughts episode. Thoughts on that? 3-0? 3-0? 3-0? Oh, man. Or at least two. At it's least gonna, two wins. It's going to be 6-0 the next time we, we record. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Out. See y'all later, y'all. Thanks.